What's up, golden souls? How y'all doing? I am so excited to be fellowshipping with each and every one of you guys today. So today we're going to be talking about the laws. Woo. And if they are relevant to today's society. The reason why I chose to talk about the laws, simply uh, put, my husband taught a Monday Bible study. We do a Monday Bible study with our family every Monday night, and we decided to uh, share this work. It was definitely a piece of work that was fulfilling and where the Holy Spirit was able to use him and we truly got a great teaching. So although my husband is not actually here with me, he did give me permission to use his work. And I'm going to say this now, it is truly phenomenal. I loved it. When you hear it, you, you may say it's basic, but I love it. Some people say you love it because it's your husband, but no, I, I really do. Um, I really admire him digging and getting into the, into the will of God. I really do in, in, in the works of God. So it's just really admiring and very, um, very nice, very nice to truly see, you know, him getting into his creativity mode and in his work with the Lord. So on top of what my husband did, I actually added some things as well uh, in regards to the commandments. So hopefully you can take this with you and carry this over to your own life. And you're able to take something from this and share this with someone. So if you have not already, I'm going to ask that you subscribe and that you share Divine Ministry Podcast with your family, your friends, your co-workers, even the cashier at Walmart. Yes, she even need the Lord too, child. Yes, don't be stingy. For those of you that are joining me for the first time, I want to say welcome. Um, myself and the Golden Souls, we embrace you, we love you, and we hope that you continue to listen and you continue to want to grow. And um, of course, I do hope that this will be one of your one of your resources to use for your spiritual growth as well as God Himself and His Word. Amen. Hallelujah. Okay, so, you know, let's go ahead and get right into it. So, as we know it, the commandments are basically the most well-known laws in the Bible. Uh, They're very, very, very much well-known. Most of us even grew up on these commandments, reciting them before bed. Our grandmas had us kneeling down, praying, and saying these uh, commandments, and and, and most of us, or... uh, other people actually heard of them but never really took the initiative or the time or sat down to actually say okay I want to open the book and see what they're talking about what is this so I want to do that I want to sit down and I want to basically go over um just a little bit about the commandments I don't want to be I don't want to be tedious so I do want you guys to learn I don't want it to be tedious okay 
So again, the, the commandments can actually be found in Exodus chapter 20 verses 1 through 17 and Deuteronomy chapter 5 verses 6 through 21. Okay, I'm going to read off just a little bit, not all of them, because again, I, I did give you um, the scriptures that you can go to to read them. So I'll read a little bit, but I won't read all of them. Okay. So here's a little bit, um, and I will start um, at Exodus chapter 20. I'm going to start at verse, verse 3, where it says, You shall have no other gods before me. Okay, verse 4 says, You shall not make for yourself a carved image. Uh, I'm going to go to verse uh, 7. You shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain, for the Lord will not hold him guiltless who takes his name in vain. Um, and then I'm going to go to verse 12 where it says, honor your father and mother that your days may be long upon the land, which the Lord, your God is giving you. Then verse 13, you shall not murder verse 14. You shall not commit adultery verse 15. You shall not steal. And then so on and so on. So I really do hope that you do get to read that for yourselves. I do want you to know though, that. Uh, these are not the only laws in the Bible. No, many of us um, have actually grown up with the set that the Ten Commandments are the only laws in the Bible. Well, you know, that is actually not true. There is actually over more than 600 laws total found in the books of the Bible, found in the first books of the Bible, actually. Okay, and speaking of the first five books of the Bible, we believe that the first five books of the bible were written by moses uh all except for the last portion which we believe was written by joshua okay joshua uh which is which was actually moses successor um to taking the israelites okay so amen leading them over to the promised land Moses actually uh, died and so he could not he actually died and he didn't get a chance to go into the promised land however he got he did get a chance to see it okay um, now basically how did we get these laws how did we get these laws how did we get these laws okay so let me try to break it down for you okay so if we were to fast forward to abraham you know we kind of skipped adam and eve and noah uh adam and eve and noah because as we know it there was no actual law set back then um they were basically going by um instructions and commands by god's word However, there was no actual law set in stone and in place. But if we fast forward to Abraham um, and his family, which actually grew, it was through Abraham that God uh, chose a royal priesthood, right? Which we know as the Israelites or the children of Israel, okay? So eventually they became enslaved in Egypt by Pharaoh, okay? By this real wicked Pharaoh, he enslaved them. He put so much burden on them because he didn't believe in their God and he wanted them to worship him and just all this other stuff. Okay. So basically God rescues the children of Israel. He rescues his chosen ones. Okay. And it was when, um, God basically took them and he took Moses and he, uh, 
uh, led Moses to Mount Sinai. And it was then that Moses brought forth the law based upon God's word and instructions. He told him, this is what I want you to write. And I want you to write it on stones and tablets, right? And Moses was up on that mountain for 40 days and 40 nights um, in the face of glory that when he came down, there was so much glory on on his face that the, pe- that the people of Israel could not look, you know? So anyway, I don't want to get too much off on the deep end, right? So, um they received the law they received these set of laws okay and basically there was a continuous pattern throughout the book of israel receiving these laws and breaking these laws for example um one of the laws was that you know you shall not make an idol right you shall not make an idol or any likeness in heaven above or earth beneath or in the water underneath right you shall not worship or serve them, right? However, almost immediately after receiving these commandments, they break it and they end up building a golden calf, right? So that's how we, that is basically how we got the law. Um, In a way, God wanted to set up a certain degree of standards, okay, for his people because Uh, He chose his people, right? And then he gave his chosen people a promise. And with that promise came conditions. And of course, because they came out of enslavement and they were still in the mind of captivity and uh, broken mentality and, uh, 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 and just fear, all this other stuff, for that to be washed off, God, of course, uh, cleansed them through indefinite, in different ways, of course, um, one of those ways in which were to use those commandments to set up a structure to give them a standard, right? A standard of living because they had no standard of living. So he had to give them a standard in which they are to live. Okay. Does that sound familiar? Because we today, um, those of us, that have been called and chosen by God to be his people, to be his children. With that, he gives us a promise. He 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 builds a covenant with us. He creates and establishes a foundation with us. And we, by accepting that, we are to abide in him. And with that abiding comes a standard in which, in which we are to live. Okay? So um, why do the laws exist? Okay, so as we know it, some of the laws consist of rituals. Okay, some of them consist of rituals and customs. Uh, There are other laws uh, that consist of moral and social laws. Okay, that if obeyed, it would indefinitely set Israel apart from the other nations of the world. Doesn't that sound familiar? So God gave them a standard in which to live by to say, this is how you were to live. And this is how you were going to also be distinguished uh, from the world. Doesn't that sound familiar? This is, and, and, and then with us today, God says, this is how you are to live. And this, based upon this standard, based upon these expectations and these standards, um, that is how you're going to be distinguished from the rest of the world, okay? Amen. Praise God. So through that covenant, 
they were being purified, okay? Through that covenant, they were being purified that they will become a kingdom of priests. And that is found in Exodus chapter 19, verse one through six, okay? Now, I do wanna say this though. I do wanna say this. The laws were never meant to be a permanent solution. They were never meant to be a permanent solution. Um, but as a placeholder, right? As a, 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 a placeholder for the permanent solution, which we know now is Jesus Christ. Because the simple fact is the laws could never do what Jesus came down to do for us because the laws were only to be temporary. The laws were only to go for a certain amount of time. And God is an eternal God. Therefore, he needed an eternal solution for us. Okay. So let's move forward. Amen. So now the big question that most of us ask today is, are the commandments or are the laws still relevant in today's society? I actually want to say yes to that absolutely it absolutely is so in today's society they they still have the same value they still have the same value um nine out of the ten commandments which are found in, in the new testament period um the only one that isn't is basically the sabbath so we much we basically have to remember we do not obey these moral laws as a way to obtain salvation, but to live in ways pleasing to God. When Jesus came here on this earth, he said, I did not come to uh, do away with the law. I came to fulfill the law. OK, and as we know it in what book is that oh galatians galatians chapter 5 paul basically stated that the one who loves fulfills the entire law love fulfills the entire law so the law isn't done away with right god never never count yes he 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 canceled the old covenant and he brought forth a new covenant but the law still stands because it's evident that love fulfills the law if i love you i'm going to obey right love is connected to obedience obedience is connected to love okay and so love brings obedience and obedience produces fruit right if i love you i'll obey you right okay i hope that that connects and that makes sense um but in addition to that i also want us to know and understand that with the commandments and with these laws it reveals that god is everything morally good god we serve a morally perfect god okay followers of christ in today's society we must also remember the old testament laws were appointed to ancient israel right according to the circumstances they were in and we couldn't follow some of the laws even if we tried but we should still recognize god's goodness and wisdom in the laws okay so jesus taught that all the laws were fulfilled when you love God and you love your neighbor as yourself. Amen, amen, amen. Praise God. So it definitely is relevant to today. You can even still see um, the commandments even being used. Some that I mentioned was um, that thou shall not murder. 
what happens today if if you murder you you basically have to go ahead and endure the consequences to the choice that you made to take someone else's life and that and that means going to jail what happens if you still it says thou shalt not steal you know there are consequences that follow that um so the government the system definitely uses um some of these commandments okay now just to go ahead and make my point even more clear um because you guys want to know okay but still are the commandments relevant to today give me an example of how it's relevant to today well i definitely will give you an example of how it's relevant today right so um uh and i'm going to give you a scripture that supports that so james chapter 2 james chapter 2 verse 8 through 13 Um, Let me find verse eight says, if you really fulfill the royal law, according to the scripture, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. You do well. But if you show partiality, you commit sin and are convicted by the law as transgressors. For whoever shall keep the whole law and yet stumble in one point, he is guilty of all. For he who said, do not commit adultery and also said, do not murder. Now. If you do not commit adultery, but you do murder, you have become a transgressor of the law. So speak and so do as those who will be judged by the law of liberty. For judgment is without mercy to the one who has shown no mercy. Mercy triumphs over judgment. There was something else I wanted to say here. So at this point, that was basically a scripture point that I wanted to give for um how we use the commandments today so i'm what i'm going to do is i'm going to give you the original commandment i'm going to i'm and then i'm going to um basically tell you how we apply that to today's society to today's world in our daily life right so one of the commandments that i read to you was that you shall have no other gods before me that was in exodus chapter 20 verse 3 right how do we apply that today so how we apply that today is we basically treat our relationship with god as the first priority or we should god should always be he must always have first priority over everything god needs to be our fixed center he needs to be the center of our life not ourselves not our mother not our husband or our children god holds first place in our life we treat his that relationship um sacred we need to treat that relationship with utmost honor and respect okay so that's an example of how we still actually fulfill that commandment right another one was uh i think i read to you verse four where it says you shall not make for yourself a carved image so how do we um apply that today to our daily life well how do we apply that today um, back then, you couldn't make a carved image. They used to actually carve certain, um, whether it was animals or people, and they and they would worship that. Today, how we apply that is we don't build our life around people or places or things or causes or ideas. God is to be the center of our existence, okay? Our life, we don't build altars for other people. We don't bow our head, bow our knees and begin to idolize other people. I know there are 
people that idolize Beyonce and Jay-Z's relationship. Some people idolize, you know, just different people. And they're saying goal, relationship goals and things of that nature. And I'm not saying when you say hashtag relationship goals that you're automatically idolizing. But some of you that are doing that, you actually are idolizing those people. And God is saying you're not supposed to be building your life around them. I am the reason that you ex- that you exist. I am your creator. That I am to be the center of your existence, right? Um, another one that, another one that, um, that I gave you was honor your father and your mother, right? So how do we apply that to today? Um, most of you have probably already guessed it before I even spoke on it, but I will definitely tell you anyway, how we apply that to our life, how we honor our mother and father today is that we basically treat our parents and our elders. Okay. We treat them the way they want to be treated at their age and their stage of life. I know most people say, treat them the way you want to be treated, but then let's just be real. Let's just be real. You don't even um, treat yourself well and you allow other people to treat you like trash you invite toxic relationships into your circle you invite people to humiliate and embarrass and you invite drama there are certain things that you do to yourself so no I wouldn't say treat people the way you want to be treated because you don't even have a standard of how you should be treated so treat people the way God has commanded you to treat them that is what i say treat people treat your parents treat your elders treat your neighbors the way god has commanded you to treat them regardless of how you feel regardless of your thoughts regardless of your history regardless of your past experiences and what they've done to you it doesn't matter it doesn't matter what did god say what did god say in regards to that relationship right um here's another one here's another one i think i gave uh verse 16 where it says you shall not bear false witness how do we apply that today well of course we are to practice every single day integrity and honesty integrity the root word of integrity is integer which means whole whole we are to be the same person every single day no matter who we are around the same person by ourselves the same person with God the same person with our husbands the same person with our girlfriends the same person with our teacher we are to be the same person there should be no way that if I bring your teacher your husband your mother your sister and your girlfriends together in one room and when they're described based on their descriptors of you it sounds like they're that that they're giving me different people and there are actually people like that where you know you can put a bunch a few people in the same room and they're literally talking about one person but you think they're talking about three or four different people and then when it boils down to like no i was talking about her no you weren't because yeah yeah i was and she was like no she she's never acted like that she act like that all the time with me You know, so integrity and honesty, praise God. Uh, Let your yes be yes and your no be no. Do not bear false witness. Let your yes be yes. God said anything more. No, Jesus said anything more than a yes is evil. Amen. Okay. um, Another verse, verse 20, verse seven, chapter 20, verse 17. You shall not covet. 
So how do we apply that today? We apply that today by not allowing ourselves to desire or crave other people's possessions, abilities, or relationships, right? Once again, hashtag relationship goals. What is that? That's a primary example of coveting. Um, Another is when we see one of our friends or someone we know or an, or, or an extension of someone that we know um, driving a really nice car or they got a really nice house and it's just like in the back of our mind, we're just like, man, I want that. I want what they have. I want to have that. I want I want to be, I want to be like that. And it's just like you're coveting. You're coveting what they have because that's for them. That's not for you. It is not for you. So don't desire other people's blessings because I'm going to tell you this. I'm going to tell you this. this is something that I learned. I told my best friend this a long time ago and I didn't tell her because it was something she was doing. We were just talking. Someone else's blessings could be your curse. Someone else's blessing can be your curse. When you're desiring and you're craving someone else's relationship or someone else's marriage or someone else's house or car or job, Let's say hypothetically you get that relationship or that car, or that job or whatever, right? What was a blessing to them, now it's in your hands, could be a complete curse for you because one, it never had your name on it. It was never meant, it was never meant to function the way it would have in their hands for you. But now it's in your hands and now it's not functioning and now it is not doing as it was intended to do for you because it was never yours in the first place. Okay, so you could get something in your hands and it just completely begin to to rot away because it was never for you and you don't know how to sustain it and it begins to mess up and you begin to become frustrated and upset and then you want to blame God and say why God why 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 but then you put yourself in that situation to covet someone else's belongings it was never yours to have it was never yours to borrow either a lot of us say girl let, let me borrow that ride for a week no I don't even want to borrow it I don't want to borrow it because anything that I get in anything that I hop in I want it to be mine permanently in the name of Jesus hallelujah don't even don't even tempt my mind and my heart like that I'm not even gonna do it so don't even do yourselves like that please don't amen um another thing I want to say here and then we will be done praise God another thing I wanted to say was basically that um, we started off with 600 laws and then we went down to the t- to the 10 commandments, which is basically a summary of the 600 laws. Right. But then when Jesus came down here, he was ba- when Jesus came down, he basically created this new covenant. Right. And then if you go to Matthew chapter 22, you had the, the you had the Sadducees and the fad and the um, Pharisees questioning him. Right. Um, about what the greatest covenant was and indeed my lord he definitely told them right so one of the pharisees came to him to question him in actuality testing him asking him hey teacher what's the greatest commandment of the law and so jesus basically responded in saying of course everyone knows this you shall love the lord your god with all your heart your your soul and with all your mind and then he said um that's the first and greatest and then the second one is this you shall love your neighbor as yourself hallelujah so he even condensed the 600 the 10 and he condensed the 10 to two 
Two, love the Lord your God with all your heart, your soul, and your mind. And then he said, you shall love your neighbor as yourself, right? Hallelujah. Amen. And so then, then what happened was, um, I believe, and I'm just paraphrasing, I believe that God began to, that, that he began to see that most of us weren't even loving ourselves correctly when he said, love your neighbor as you love yourself. You weren't treating yourselves right. You weren't doing the things for you, for, for yourself that says that you love, that you love you, right? So how can I, tr- how can I trust you to steward and nurture someone else with what I've commanded you, right? And so then he came back in John chapter 13, verse 34, and he said, I give you a new commandment, right? And that commandment was that you love one another. And what example did he use? He said, you love one another as I have loved you. Mm, mm, mm. Now that is a mighty example. Then he came back in John chapter 15. He said it again. He said, this is my commandment that you love one another as I have loved you. Now, why? 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 Why did he need to say that? Why? Because evidently people weren't doing, weren't loving their neighbors as themselves. They weren't, they were, they were possibly doing a very poor job doing that. So he needed to create for them a great example. And mind you, he had not, he had not, he had not basically, um, at this point, according to John 15, because he was still speaking to his people, he had not yet died yet. So of course, when, when they say, wait, love everybody as you love me, well, how are you going to love? And then he showed them. And the best way in how he showed them was dying on the cross, the crucifixion, dying on the cross, taking up the atonement of our, taking up our sins and our guilt and every, everything that burdened us and that oppressed us, taking away the curse that we were want, that we were once under, that was removed from us once the blood, the innocent blood was shed, right? Hallelujah. It says, it says in a word that we are redeemed. We're redeemed from the curse of the law. Hallelujah. And it is because of Jesus Christ that we're redeemed from the curse of the law. So that's what I wanted to share with you. There was 600, there was 10, and then there was two. We still use the 10. We are, we still fulfill the 10 with our love, according to Galatians chapter five, um, with Paul, right? And then Jesus, of course, just maximizes it and just say, love, just as I have loved you right which is the that is the most the greatest profound commandment ever and we still live by that and we still strive to do that each and every single day so with that being said i am completely finished finito i hope you guys have gotten something out of it and learned something from this i love you guys so much have a great week i'll see you next time be strong be courageous. Be golden. Bye.